First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Ten minutes after seven now, well, yesterday, Cabinet confirming it had authorised PetroSA to enter into a deal with the Russian institution Gazprom Bank, which is part of the Russian gas giant Gazprom, to restart the gas-to-oil, the gas-to-fuel refinery at Mossel Bay. Under the deal, Gazprom Bank will invest around 3.7 billion rand into the refinery to get it going again, and I presume also provide the gas to produce liquid fuels. However, Gazprom Bank is currently under Western sanctions because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The Amabungani Center for Investigative Journalism has claimed the criteria for the deal were tweaked to ensure that 19 other bidders for the project were disqualified. You'll hear the claims that Amabungani are making first, and then PetroSA's Chief Operating Officer, Sasako Magadla, will respond. We start then with Susan Comrie, the journalist from Amabungani, who first published these questions. Uh, Susan, good morning and thanks for your time. Hi, Stephen. Firstly, in your reporting, you say that the criteria was tweaked. That meant that Gazprom Bank were the only bidder who qualified for this deal. From what you know, how did that happen? Well, I think uh, it's important just to say we're not saying, um, you know, that uh, that the criteria were set and then changed. Rather, it's a case of what we know happened from internal PetroSA documents is that Gazprom Bank made an unsolicited bid to PetroSA. This was before the tender was written um, and PetroSA then writes a tender. It has quite unusual technical criteria. It has an 80 percent threshold, which is quite high. Um, which essentially means that if you don't meet 80% of the the technical criteria, your bid gets thrown out, gets eliminated. Now, from what we know from those internal Petros A documents, 19 out of the 20 bidders don't make it. And lo and behold, Gazprom Bank, whose bid, as you remember, came in um, before Petros A had even written the tender, theirs is the only qualifying bid. Now, that certainly raises red flags for us. Um, it was something that we asked Cabinet about yesterday to say, did this not raise a red flag for you? Did you not question this? And it was really interesting to see Minister Nchebeni kind of ducking from confirming whether they even knew that detail. Um, is it possible then that other companies, other state-owned companies around the world, would have been able to fulfill this project? They could have done the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, as far as we know, there were 20 bids. Obviously, not all of those are going to be serious um, competitive bids. But we do know, for instance, that uh, Sokar, which is the the state oil company of Azerbaijan, they had shown interest in the deal. We know that um, China's CMEC had shown interest in this. We also know that there were a number of uh, private companies, private consortiums that had been put together um, and, you know, from the from the scoring that we've seen, the the sort of second and third place were private companies. And then fourth and fifth was uh, the bids from from the state owned companies. So there certainly were other companies that um, that had put forward bids on this project. Um, you know, obviously, the the sort of appeal of potentially looking at one of those other companies is they don't come with the sanctions um, that Gazprom Bank comes with. Okay, I want to come to that. How severe are these sanctions? I mean, would they have an impact, the sanctions that are currently imposed on Gazprom Bank, would they have an impact on South Africa at all if this deal goes ahead? So it's an interesting question. Currently, the sanctions that are in place, and PetroSA got a legal opinion around this, um, you know, to answer this exact question. Currently, the sanctions that are in place are primary sanctions. So it means that they apply, it's it's US and UK sanctions, but they apply to 
US and UK citizens and US and UK companies. Currently, there aren't any secondary sanctions which would reach out and penalize South Africa for uh, transacting with those same um, Russian individuals, same Russian companies. That's not to say that there aren't consequences for that. You'll know that we're, you know, trying to to hold on to our AGOA status, which is a massive economic benefit for um, for companies throughout South Africa who export products to the U.S. And you know, the 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 sort of decision to partner with Russia's Gazprom bank potentially has impacts on that arrangement. It also potentially has impacts directly for Petros A, who you know, um, does day-to-day business with other international uh, oil and gas companies, which may have an issue with with Petrosa now entering into a partnership with Gazprom Bank. As I understand your reporting, at one point the board of Petrosa were a bit worried about this deal. That's certainly our understanding. Um, that you know, the evaluation, uh, you know, tenders went through the evaluation process. Um, and when the results were presented to say, well, look, there's only one bid that actually qualifies, um, that that within Petros A, there were discussions to say, look, let's rather look at the top six bids. Let's rather, uh, you know, look at the, the top three bids um, or let's rather look at, you know, the, the bids that are only coming from state owned companies. So there were certainly attempts to um, to try to tweak that evaluation criteria to say, can we actually, you know, look at other players because we know the risk that comes with with Gazprom Bank? Um, you know, part of the problem that Petrosa ran into is that they had essentially written themselves into a corner um, with the the rules of the tender. One of the other legal opinions that they went out and got from uh, a law firm in Pretoria um, said, look, you actually can't start saying you're going to negotiate with second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth placed bidders because they didn't reach your technical evaluation criteria. You, you Your choices are essentially you can go ahead with Gazprom Bank or, and this is what the, the law firm recommended, start from scratch. Let's rewrite this tender. Let's do it differently. Petrosa didn't want to do that. Instead, they, they seem to have gone ahead with uh, just pursuing the, the option with Gazprom Bank. Okay, and the gas that would come into this refinery, it does, would Gazprom Bank source that gas? Would that be Russian gas, I would presume? So it's an interesting question. Essentially, um, you know, part of restarting the refinery is that it fits into this bigger kind of puzzle um, about kickstarting a gas industry in South Africa. Um, the idea would be that eventually the refinery would be fed with offshore gas, so indigenous South African gas. Um, coming from um, from either Petros A's own blocks, offshore blocks, um, or coming from Total's uh, offshore gas discovery, if that if that goes ahead. Now that's going to take some time, though, and so in the interim, there is a question about where that's coming from. One of the um, you know qualifying criteria was that bidders had to come from major oil and gas producing nations or had to have access, proven access, to feedstock of mm. oil and gas. And our understanding is that certainly in, in interim, in the first few years, you're going to have Russia supplying, it may be gas condensate rather than natural gas, um, but they would certainly be supplying that, that feedstock. Um, where that comes from, what price that comes in at, that's, uh, that's sort of questions that we would love to know the answers to. 
Susan Comrie, thank you from the Amabungani Centre for Investigative Journalism. You're with SAFM, 17 minutes after 7 the time. Well, let's hear from Petro SA themselves now. Sasako Magadla is the Chief Operating Officer of Petro SA. Sasako, good morning and thank you for your time this morning. Good morning. So with all of this going on around Gazprom Bank, why have you chosen them as the partner for this deal? I think I'd like to put uh, things into perspective. One is that uh, this is Gazprom Bank Africa, and Gazprom Bank Africa is not listed in OFAC, and there are quite a number of uh, criteria that needs to be met for one for OFAC. So this is this entity is not the entity that is listed. I think maybe what throws people off is the name Gazprom Bank. But isn't um, Gazprom Bank yes. Africa a subsidiary of Gazprom Bank? It is, but uh, there are a lot of complexities in terms of how the sanctions applied, and that is quite uh, clearly stated. Uh, we've evaluated the, the risk, and uh, they meet the criteria that was issued by PetroSA, and we've evaluated the risk. We've also consulted also with DECO uh, to give us advice. And South Africa having chosen a non-aligned position, DECO had advised us that we can proceed with diplomatic uh, trade uh, because they've chosen, a non, South Africa does not, uh, is a non-aligned, uh, has chosen a non-aligned position. So, and clearly stated by the previous uh, speaker, this is uh, primary sanctions. This is not uh, primary sanctions, which are only compulsory to U.S. citizens as well as uh, U.K. citizens. While though those are primary sanctions, there are exemptions to the sanctions. And the exemptions to the sanctions are energy security, of which U.S. and U.K. continue to trade uh, when it comes to critical energy security. And this is energy. So this project is around energy and it falls around the exemptions. So if US and UK can exempt themselves to be able to utilize Russian gas and Russian oil and Russian petroleum products coming from all the other intermediaries that are in Turkey, uh, China and India. So why what is different from South Africa? When you spoke we must... Okay. Yes. When you spoke to Durko, did you just say we would like to do do a deal with these people, can we? Or did they encourage you in any way? Did they have any influence over the actual decision to go for Gazprom Bank in the first place? I think it's important that uh, uh, the media uh, respects the different processes. When state-owned entities do not follow their own processes, it becomes a minefield for of litigation. Now that you follow the process and the process uh, uh, gives uh, a, a front runner. That front runner, uh, there is no reason not to award, having evaluated the risk and come to a conclusion that that risk is low at the stage. I'm going to come. It can, it, it can be mitigated. So, uh, why would you then violate the same process? And I think what is important, I think, for public to understand is that. Petrosa in Mosul Bay cannot continue to stay idle. So, there is so, more than so, so, 1,400 so, 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 jobs Sasako, that are going to be affected. 
Sure. I understand all of that, and I'm going to come to that, but that's not the question I asked. The question I asked, I'm afraid, was whether Durko, whether you just said to Durko, we would like to use this company, is that a problem, yes or no, or whether Durko tried to influence your decision. What I'm trying to get to is, did Petro Therefore, say... does not influence Petro SA's processes. Petro SA's processes are independent. Okay, that's what I want. When you... It, yes. All right. Thank you very much. Who decided on the technical specifications for the deal? Was it an internal team? Was it experts in PetroSA who said, these are the technical specifications the bidder needs to meet? Uh, that is a PetroSA process. I do not understand why am I explaining that process. And that was advertised with the bid. If you had taken time maybe to, to, to do some research, you would have seen that the bid was quite clear in terms of the criteria that would be used to assess the bidders. Everyone was aware of what the multi, multi-dimensional criteria that was going to be used. What I'm trying to get to is how 19 bidders, so how 20 bidders can be involved in a process. Um, and these are people who all seem to be experienced in this. They all have capability in doing, in doing something. It is a technical process. I accept that. But then only one of them qualifies. So, so to put it, let me put it sort of very straight so that you can respond in a straight way. Was the criteria, were the criteria tweaked so that only Gazprom, Gazprom Bank Africa qualified? No, we did not tweak that criteria. That criteria was clear and fair for everyone uh, to, to meet. That's it. So just, it just so happened that 19 of the 20 bidders were then disqualified. That was just the result of a perfectly neutral process in your view. It's just unfortunate. Okay. The gas that will be used, now obviously the idea, and I'm sure you agree with Susan Comrie, the idea is, and what we all want if we're going to have a gas industry, is that the gas would come from South Africa, indigenous gas I think is the phrase that is used. But that will take some time to happen. In the meantime, Gazprom Bank Africa has to have a supply of gas that can go into the refinery. Is that gas going to come from Russia? I think you are mis- You don't understand uh, what work is going to happen and you also don't understand the, your current sea conditions. The sea conditions at PetroSA make it extremely difficult to be able to to park even an FSRU and discharge into PetroSA facilities. So otherwise you're going to have a lot of downtime and that will be an expense that we cannot afford. It's very We've run the, refine, the section of the refinery with liquids which is condensate as well as light crude. And that is the section that we are restarting with Gazprom Bank. So is Gazprom Bank expected to supply gas in any way? That is not in the scope right now. But will they in the future? I cannot speak about the future. I don't have a crystal ball. Okay, so sorry, let me rephrase it so that that I I explain myself clearly. So what you're suggesting then is that in the current bid that the agreement that was announced yesterday by Cabinet or formally agreed to by Cabinet on Friday, there's nothing about where the supply of gas comes from. That's correct. Thank you very much indeed for answering my questions, ma'am. I do appreciate the time. Sasako Magadla is the Chief Operating Officer of Petro SA.